This is the Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. They be like, hey, Brandon, what you got on? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. This, that's flat. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. I'm- <laughs> Drop that bitch. And now, live from Studio E, the bunt with Safer and Donovan. I'm D Jones. I got my main man, the ghost, with me, and we got Antoine behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still, ghost. Heading into the holiday season, season 18 of the bunt, wrapping up the fire apps still coming week after week after week. Give me the lowdown on this one. It's just your typical uh, barn burning week over here at the bunt. We got our West Coast homie, Jake Cusick, long time coming. Finally got him on the pod at a dope conversation with the Mandem. You know what I'm saying? The peeps are going to love it. Then we take him all straight to the post office. Keep him coming. Christmas is coming. It's just that that joyous time of year. Hit us with a question. You might get roasted, or we might be in a good mood like today. Good times at the post office. Then NFL's fucking heating up. We're going all over every division, taking a look and uh, ending it with a little NBA talk. Cause why not? Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt. Hit us up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Bunt. And then TheBuntLive.com. Every episode logged for your listening pleasure. Maybe take a stroll down memory lane and watch some of the old Bunt Jam videos while we're heading into the winter and just, you know, look forward to the summer because you know it's going to be on and popping again next July. Indeed, uh, the ghost always doing the dirty work so we don't have to shout out of the week who you got for me it is heating up out there the parts are coming left right and center absolutely love this time of year so let me break it to you it's the ghost shout out of the week brought to you by the den by skaters for skaters for the undying love of skate videos an app available for free on iphone ipad android and even apple tv so go get your den app right now and tune in to all the best skate videos in the best quality you get me this week and i gotta i gotta keep it quick because there's so many shout outs coming out man that lens 3 video was so beast y'all remember me gushing over that one and the youth in that fucking crew katora yo katora mitani just built different love his style trick selection kits he's wild he's different extremely talented and he's killing it out in japan go watch that right now next up we're taking it to the dgk club you know what i'm saying and our boy brian reed our young homie just fucking continuing to make us proud yo nolly flip front crooks on a step up ledge going over the top are you what the fuck Nolly flip back note yo brian big shout out to you homie we're proud of you and keep doing your thing dgk you know what to do 
Put this fucking man's name on the board. You get me? Let him join. Yo, as if as if him and Will. Well, I, I don't want to jinx anything, but him and Will, pro for DGK. Who would have thought when we were cruising around Boston with them and they were so young? That was that was fun back then, and it's it's really sick to see them now thriving. Uh, next up, I just love seeing Triple OGs still getting buck in the streets. Shout out to Rodrigo Peterson dropping apart for Familia. Just a legend and always been a fan. And then last but not least, man, TJ Rogers. This guy can't be stopped, man. An all Toronto part. I don't even, like, I've lost count of how many parts he's put out this year. He just went ham in the Thrasher vacation, switch 180 off a fucking 30 story building. Yeah. And then he drops a full Toronto part and, like, shutting down spots and bringing back old spots that no one skates anymore. Like, the man backheeled TD 3 flat 3, and it ain't just any 3 flat 3. It's about a 45-foot <laughs> flat in the middle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, TJ, we love you. That was so fucking inspirational and dope to see. Keep grinding, player. Uh, yes, many more epic parts to, to close out the year, man. Let's lock in. This is the holiday season, not just for families and kids looking forward to Christmas, but for skaters, this is as good as it gets coming into December because it's going to be nothing but bangers from here on out. Like the ghost said, Jake Kuzik in the building. Steezy on a skateboard. One of the steeziest of all time on the snowboard. Just watch one of his parts and familiarize yourself with one of the greats. Only one thing left to do before we get it popping. And that's head down to the Bathurst local, man. Right across the street from our favorite park in the world, Dunbat. Skate for a couple hours, slide across the street, Bathurst Local, serving the coldest beer in the world and the only buzz in town. Beamer yeah. beer, baby. Let's get this interview on and popping. Jake, here we go. All right, long time coming. We got Jake Kuzik in the building. What's cracking, man? Nothing much. I just got home 20 minutes ago from Winnipeg. I was there visiting my family, so I'm feeling uh, not my freshest, but <laughs> all good. Dude, we've been working on this one for a little while. Glad it, glad it came together. I know. I feel bad. We, we tried like four different times to connect, but... Yeah. No, we've been slacking hard this summer. Trust me. It's time <laughs> to get moving, man. Okay, sweet. <laughs> well, thanks for including me. Hell yeah. Here we go. So, Jake... We start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate and sports moment, man. I'll start with sports because I I don't like I don't play sports and I never really did. Mm-hmm. But well, no, I played a bit of hockey when I was really young, but I quit when I was like ten years old. But um, when I was, I want to say I was like five years old. Uh, one of the players that played for whatever team that had won the Stanley Cup that year. Mm-hmm. They originally were from Winnipeg, oh, damn. and I don't know if this is the same anymore. But at the time, as I understood it, every player got like two weeks with the cup or something. They get one day. Oh, one day. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so this guy brought it back with him to Winnipeg, where he like grew up. I don't even think he lived there anymore. And my dad, this is like pre-internet, so like my dad somehow found out that it was going to be at this bar and I don't remember what bar it was and he like woke us all up in what felt like the middle of the night you know (laughs) and he took me and uh 
my two older brothers to this bar and there's this like really epic photo of the like four of us like the three my three brothers my two brothers and my dad and we're just like standing there in front of the cup it's really funny that's awesome fucking wicked (laughs) yeah so that's kind of like my only sports moment i suppose that's like worth mentioning but yeah that's epic and skateboard moment I was, I filmed McCrank do this trick when we were filming the antisocial video like six years ago where he, is that Hastings? It's that like steep quarter pipe or sorry, the quarter pipe like vert wall. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of, it's like a, it's like a banked wall. And he like flew out of the quarter pipe alley-oop big flip wall ride, I guess is what you'd call it. But uh, it, it, it took him six, oh fuck. So many times we went, we went a lot of times for him to try that trick. I remember, and Damn. and it was one of those ones where you're just kind of like, is this ever going to happen? But also, <laughs> I mean, it, it makes no sense to me. Like even to this day, that trick makes no fucking sense to me. Like, yeah, it's so strange. And also, it's, for that to have even been something he dreamed up as like an option is so weird. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that one was pretty sick, and he did it like flawless you know yeah like so he good. landed so clean and then did like a worth the wait well i don't mean i don't really know how you call like transition tricks and skating all the time he does like a 360 in a quarter pipe after but it was just like sick i don't know I, I that one really stands out to me yeah he did it in like a fluid motion i remember we went and looked at it don't remember when we went out there yeah house of Vans, the one time we, went we checked there. it out and we were trying to remember tricks that had been done did he ever gap out and grind at the top of yeah, that did thing he grind the top he did a bunch of tricks over like his okay. career yeah. on the top on like the top yeah he like i mean i was there too actually it's in the boys of summer video it was when they were all in town in vancouver he did like a again like an alley-oop backside 180 like fakey, fakey 5 okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's then half the one we were like back into the bank I remembered mm-hmm. that one but then looking at it we're like that doesn't look humanly possible but i'm pretty sure yeah. i saw the clip <laughs> Getting speed for that makes no sense. Yeah, he just throws down from the corner as fast as he can and then rolls in. But uh, that Rick's nuts. He's so crazy at transition because he can like he can just float really well and knows how to like move his board around whether he likes it or not. You know, he can like kick it whatever way and kind of guide it in the air and like. So uh, yeah, that shit's crazy. That was cool though because I think Atiba shot the sequence. There was just like so many crazy skaters there that day. The big you know flip I mean? day like, or the fakey five o. The the fakey five o day because it was like with boys of summer guys and that's like a pretty like big mix of of people and so like I don't know it was it was like a it was sick to see him do that and like then like watching like seeing all those guys be like genuinely so excited you know what I mean yeah. like they were tripping <laughs> yeah that's beast so you mentioned it crazy home from uh, Winnipeg but. Take us back to the beginning, man. Where'd you grow up and how'd you get into skating and snowboarding? Uh, yeah, I grew up in Winnipeg. I started skateboarding and snowboarding the same year when I was 10 years old. Nice. It's like the same year I quit hockey. I just was mm. over it. I have this memory of the of the coach coming. You know, you're like 10 years, you're so young. And the coach came into the dressing room and had like a fucking meltdown <laughs> and kicked a garb like a trash can filled with tape across the room and it exploded all over the wall and the tape went everywhere and he started screaming at us wow because i think he had gotten kicked out of the game i mean this guy's like clearly like a rager but like it was oh yeah like someone's dad you know what i mean like my friend from school's dad yeah. <laughs> and so yeah i was over it after that but um 
Yeah, I don't know. I just grew up skating there and I did that for seven, like until I was 17. Um, and I had like a really good, good crew of, of folks to skate with. It was kind of the classic story of like any sort of like, I feel like Canadian cities especially like this where there was a house called The Mansion mm-hmm. and it was like in, you know, like the inexpensive, like ungentrified part of the city where like six homies lived in it and it was three stories and there was four couches and you know we went there like i started going there when i was like 14 or something. <laughs> and like and 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 you know i'd stay because i didn't actually live in winnipeg i lived about 40 minutes in like a rural community called oakbank but um i would drive in every weekend or get dropped off by my parents and then i would just sleep on those couches and we would we would skate but we were like we were trying to make videos immediately like we, we were doing mm-hmm. We were filming, like I was filming my friends and being filmed like from the very beginning. Damn. And I would just do that like in the summer, I'd skate with these guys and like go to the mansion. And then in the winter, I had like another group of friends that were like more local to where I grew up. And we lived really close to this little hill called Spring Hill and we would snowboard there and I'd film them and, and they'd film me. And so like I've kind of just been doing that forever. Nice. Is yeah. that footage floating around anywhere? From 14? Uh, skating? Yeah, there's, like, really... Yeah, it's on... There's funny footage of me on YouTube, uh, but I don't really want anyone to go looking for it. But, <laughs> but uh, it's there. We'll but, find it. We'll know, take no, the, the videos were sweet. I mean, they're, like, actual good, like, local... We did it every year. We made a video every single year. Like, it was part of this crew called Wreck, and we made... We made, like... I, they're still making them. The guy, like a lot of my friends, still live there, and I think they're on like fifteen or something. Damn. God damn! You still yeah. get like a feature trick every time. I wish I like. Can't, I haven't filmed a skate trick in so long. Like I've, I've, I haven't been filmed skating in so long. But um, no, not not the last couple of years. I've just I mostly am filming other people. We need a new Jake part, man. Get back yep. in them streets. I, I honestly like this summer. I wanted to try and skate like skate and film more than i actually filmed others but uh i uh i ended up having like a bunch of dumb injuries all summer i've yeah. kind of been like 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 hurt for like three months yeah Jeez. so i haven't really been skating or doing anything but heal up bro yes there's mm-hmm. still some time left so, and it stays nicer longer in vancouver you got time yeah it's true i'm better now so like my plan was to skate lots now that i'm back hell yeah so what was your first big break in the skateboard or snowboard industry? Whichever one came first. Probably snowboarding, because I definitely focused, like, way more of my attention on that. I'd say, like, when I was 17, I kind of, like, fully sort of, like, put skating. Like, I, I departed from it a little bit and just, like, focused a lot on snowboarding. And I I moved to Whistler, BC, and I just, like, met a bunch of people there, because that's kind of, like, where the main sort of, like spot is in Canada for, you know, just like snowboarding and, and meeting people and being filmed and all that shit. But, um, I went there when I was 17 and I was there till I was 20. Uh, and when I was 19, I got on this company called Ashbury. They, they were like a company, some friends started down in California and they were sort of like one of the first companies that, that like really put an effort into like picking a team that was very specific. And it was like a lot of young people at the time. And, you know, just like, snowboarders that were exciting and and people liked and so it kind of created like a bit of a thing and i think being a part of that company was kind of what did it for me snowboard wise and then i sort of got picked up by like k2 and some other brands and and then 
pretty quickly could make like a career out of it, I guess. Like by the time I was 20, I was only doing that. Nice. Were you ever teammates with uh, my main man, Kale Stevens? Kind of. Okay. I, I sort of, I sort of snowboarded for the source that shop in Calgary for a little bit. Cause they used to like bless me with like free skate shit. They would like, they're like, Oh, if you like snowboard for us, we'll give you like everything like truck wheels and boards and bearing whatever. So I was like, Oh sick. Okay. I'll do that. That saves me a lot of money. <laughs> so I rode for them and kale rode for them. But I think that for him to ride for them, they bought him a snowmobile, Damn. which was funny. Yeah. So I like that, Coco. yeah, at the time that shop was kind of crazy. They were like spending a lot of, fucking money on people it's weird uh when i started i was like similar to you started snowboarding and skating same time same year and so i had like an sbc skate and snow subscription and kale stevens mm-hmm. was my guy them switch sevens dude i have the funniest <laughs> kale story actually he uh i like was probably 17 and in whistler at the time there was this like kids camp that happened in the summer called camp of champions yeah <laughs> and like they like they uh they would like the team you know like all these brands would come and they'd bring their whole team out and the source actually got like an airbnb or like whatever it was at the time and uh jed and i had like just became friends and he was on the source and so he was in town for that and him and i like met up really early in the morning we're like little kids we don't drink like he's like you know we're at the skate park or something and then he's like let's go like get a drink at the Airbnb or whatever. So we like walk back and like Kale is just, it's like two or three in the afternoon and Kale is just like so fucked up sleeping on this like <laughs> single mattress that he like pulled into the middle of the room in the living room. And he's just like, oh, like, you know, it just like wakes up and we're like, holy shit, that's Kale Stevens. Like, <laughs> Cause I clearly knew who he was, but like, uh, I, I don't know. It was just fun. I feel like that was like early introduction to just like, snowboard party heads of 2000 era yeah damn legend yeah we're talking skating we're talking snowboarding but you have a good perspective on both industries what do you find similar and what do you find different in both fuck i don't know i guess i could only speak to my experience really but like i mean what's similar i guess is just the especially like what i do like is the way we go about you know, just making videos and working on projects and putting that together, you know, you just try and get like a group of people you like think are dope and make good shit and, you know, come with an idea and approach brands and see if they'll support it. And then you just like work on it all winter and it's, it's dope. Like, I love that process of like, you know, focusing on one thing and putting all of your like effort into it and like watching it build as you get tricks and thinking of other tricks that'll go well with that and blah, blah, blah. And, and so always kind of being pretty, like, I honestly like addicted to that, I guess, because yeah. I would just turn around and do it again in the summer all over again. Yeah. Right. Like I like most snowboarders, I think like whatever, like take time off and like invest in real estate or some bullshit. But like, I, I'd like, I'd like, uh, I'd like get excited and, and just keep filming skating. So I don't know, for me, they there's, they feel similar in this way, like the process of how I go about both of the like participating in both of them feels pretty similar um they're different i mean snowboarders definitely don't take themselves as seriously (laughs) and i find this like really funny thing in snowboarding now i've noticed happen a lot because so many of my skateboard friends have started snowboarding with us right 
And, you know, it's like people I've known for years and, you know, you see them, you skate with them and you see how seriously they take that and like how good they are and like all the, uh, you know, like whatever politics and bullshit around skating. And then you like get them on the mountain and they turn into fucking children. It's so <laughs> dope. It's so dope. Like, like, I mean, like everyone always uh, uh, asks me or sees like Ben Blundell snowboarding and it's like a perfect example because... He loves it. You know, he just like goes out there and has the best time. He looks so sick and he has no idea what he's doing. He doesn't know <laughs> anything about snowboarding or like Landon or whoever. Or like we would go, have you guys heard of that thing? Zoomies 100K. Yeah. 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 Our buddy goes That over shit here. was always so funny to me because I would, I would go and then I like a brand, you know, like Vans or whoever would bring us as the snowboard team. And then you'd get there and you'd see like Chris Cole or I don't know, like, or not, or someone even better. Like you'd see dudes on like, on like girl or chocolate, and they'd be on the mountain, and they'd have like head to toe all over print, like bright ass like Burton gear or some shit. <laughs> and I'm like Mike Carroll or whoever. Like, like it's, it's like yeah. someone that you, like you know like really cares about like how they appear in skating, and, like, yeah, how they yeah, show yeah. up, and like what they're dressed at, like with just like the fits and everything, and then like on the mountain so it's like something about snowboarding that just like that completely like is removed like people just seem to like stop giving a fuck i don't know it's so funny i've never really understood it well, yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of clueless right <laughs> so they're just like all right give me whatever clothes yeah. will keep me warm and aboard and not even that's not even a good excuse because i feel Fresh like out these the pro people, shop man <laughs> these people like they you know they all care so much about how they're looking skating and then they get on the mountain and it's just like a they just i don't know i think it's because it's like in uh colorado and everyone's like leaning into some like fancy like lodge shit and they all like like i remember going to this party i wake up we went to an after party i was like 21 and like carol's there and he's got like a beer and these like these like fingerless like gloves and like one of those <laughs> beanies that like with the tassels and like the oh, pom-pom yeah. on top and a scarf and he's got like a t-shirt and he's just like walking around the party like <laughs> sipping and i was like okay hey, that's sick like he looked really cool and he like definitely like uh he understood the assignment i feel like in that environment it was pretty funny it's just like snowboard theme for the weekend don't have to be cool just <laughs> yeah. like what you think a snowboarder would wear yeah 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 dude and they get everybody to go to those things too like, and everyone breaks their collarbone like every oh single my God. They, <laughs> the amount of pro skaters that have gone there and gotten hurt i think if i was a team manager i wouldn't let them go seriously because the amount of stories i've heard of like uh of pros going and getting so fucked up like trying to snowboard is is pretty good damn you just had me wanting to go snowboarding again but that just ended <laughs> right there well just don't go to colorado to it's brick <laughs> it's so brick come come out here or something it's way better all right nice and soft <laughs> so which part would do you think would be like harder to film a snowboard part or a skateboard part it seems like the turnaround on snowboard parts can be a little bit quicker i mean people definitely put way more effort into snowboard parts but i think that's just because it's seasonal like you only have so much time mm -hmm. and then uh then just like the nature of what you're doing there's so much gear and there's so much you know you're moving snow and like all this shit like it's it's like there's so much more on the line kind of and like conditions are always changing and the snow is melting in the city or on a mountain or it's snowing good one day or it's raining it's just like it kind of creates this like crazy feeling of urgency mm. so you sort of like i don't know i always describe it as like i often i'm like feeling like backed into a corner and i'm like oh i absolutely have to do something right now otherwise like 
why am I here? Yeah. You know, we put all this work in or we flew this far and it's like the snow's good today. Sometimes you're looking at the weather and you're like, oh, it's actually going to like all melt in 24 hours and you're at a spot and you're like, <laughs> I have to do something that's going to make yeah. it worth it. So it's pretty funny in that sense. Like you, you, I don't know. So I, I guess it's harder. It's, it's definitely more work in my experience with snowboard stuff, but then cause skating, you can just try it once and be like, I don't know. I don't really like how that car's parked like nearby or, <laughs> or, uh, yeah. whatever. I like my, my shoes suck. I'm leaving. And, and then, you know, you the try it. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's not going where you try it two months later mm-hmm. and then you try it like a year or two later and then you finally do it or, or whatever. Best feeling. Like how much work do you guys put into some of these snowboard spots? I've done so many brutal, brutal, brutal. Like I've, I've shoveled some shit for like a whole day or sometimes a day and a half before someone even snowboards on it. Damn. Which I'm not at this age, especially I'm so uninterested in that. And I don't even think the footage looks good. Like it's just kind of corny to me at this point, you know, to put that much work into building something and then, you're just like manipulating it so hard and, and I just don't think the footage looks that like mm. uh, uh, honest at the end of the day. Some Steve Barra shit if you go too hard? I think so, but it's, it's depend. I mean, I had moments in my, you know, snowboard career where I was definitely like really into shit like that because I thought it made it more meaningful. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like more interested in people who just like look good in whatever and, and can kind of like, you know make the best of where they're at and, and find something interesting to do there. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that. The Steve Barra, like snowboard equivalent, just go on half. No, well, I mean, that's such a big part of snowboarding is building stuff. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's different, but skating's kind of getting like that now, especially like, I feel like for us here in Vancouver, it seems like we, we definitely need to alter a spot for anyone to get excited about it these days. Like whether that's like, Bondo or concrete or like building a thing or like, I mean, I built like a jump a couple of years ago just so that we could skate like things that we couldn't get, like yeah. that you couldn't otherwise without a kicker. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. funny. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. All right. I have a skate song trivia for you. You can tell me, oh God. tell me the skater and the song. Wait, are you going to play it? No, I'm going to sing it. You're gonna sing it. <laughs> let's see if I oh, can. Oh wow! Let's see if I can get this. Nurbana only singing a Santa Gypsy. I've been do that a bit. I'm letting do and fuck. Hold on, I'm blowing it. <laughs> okay, I couldn't even look at the screen. That was so embarrassing. But don't take this. Hana Gypsy, bring it in, do it, Nothing? I don't know. That sounds like, like, is this like Medic Mahdi or something? Like, I have no idea what Yeah, you're when I did it in my head, here, man. when I did it in my head earlier, it was way better. What? Donovan, do you have an idea? Oh, Dono has no clue. You were, it was supposed to hopefully trigger related something. related to him? Yeah, but I just did it. I, like, you know when you're listening to a song with headphones in and you can't hear your own voice? <laughs> it sounded way better when I was listening to the song. You're, you're like, you you have you can't get like into it because you, yeah. you got the headphones in. Sorry, that was my Put the horrible... the headphones on and, and then start singing it again. That was my horrible... Okay, next question. My horrible... <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we need an answer though. It was what my was horrible. I got. I got you. It was my horrible lead-in to my question about <laughs> one of my. I'll call it a new classic because I feel like after the DVD and VHS era kind of ended, it's hard to have a classic video. I feel like these days, but it's a Canadian classic to me. Civic Affair. I don't know if I told you this in person. <laughs> one of my favorite videos. One of my favorite Canadian videos ever. I watched it pretty much every day that summer it came out. And that was Mike Shit. Campbell's opening okay, song. Okay, I was literally going to say, I was as soon as you said that, I was like, it's Campbell's song. Yeah. <laughs> I just a clue. Yeah, yeah. I should have, honestly, I probably should have figured that out. Nah, uh, uh, hearing myself without the headphones there, that was absolutely <laughs> trash. I'm sorry, everyone who just had to hear that. Well, thank you. That's, that's sweet, though. I'm glad you liked that so much. People lately have been telling me that they like bringing that video up again to me and I, I kind of I'm like sort of embarrassed of a few things in that video now really but I just watched the whole thing the other day when we were driving to Detroit like I, I was watching with Mitch I was like you, oh yeah when's the last time you've seen this like it might be some old spots that you forgot about in here and shit like I still love that video mm -hmm. cool thank you yeah that was fun that was the first video I ever made oh sick I didn't know that or like the first kind of like thing that I really really worked on and we kind of filmed for it for like two years almost. And it was kind of once by the time, like I, I sort of started being able to like afford, like I, I was like pro basically for snowboarding and I had more time in the summer. Mm -hmm. That was when I was like, Oh, I can focus on other stuff when I have free time. And I started mm -hmm. to be like really interested in filming again. And, and, and so I was, that was the first thing I like really put a lot of effort into. Yeah. Uh, killed it, man. Sick. Like collection of skaters, I forgot about some of the parts I hadn't see, like watched it in a couple years, but um, yeah, still a classic. You can't, you can't yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's harder to do stuff like that now. Back then, I feel like it was people were way more on board to like actually commit to skating for a whole year or two and filming for something and like working with other people. And now Yo, it's just like trust. I know how hard yeah. it is. Everyone wants to put everything out immediately no one's got patience for two years when videos used to take like five years all the real classics like you end up waiting five years yeah well i yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to this uh three year in the making bump video that this I is the great about. debate right now at the <laughs> headquarters it's man. not it's not a debate everyone wants to put it out next bunt yeah. jam and i'm saying we need two years so just chill in a year me and morgan have been pushing to get this thing out to the public with safer I set a hard deadline, man. 2025. I mean, is it going to be good? Just put, just put it out now. <laughs> Not, <laughs> I feel like there's been more work on it than ever this summer. So I feel like... All those trips you guys are doing to Detroit, like that trip to Detroit, was that just to film for the, for the bump video? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So you guys are like really doing it. But that just started this year. Like all the years, all the past years of us talking about doing it, like we weren't really actually getting down to it and morgan had like a mental block on filming and now that he's mm -hmm. unlocked that and like he's getting clips oh again like i feel like the whole crew sparked so we're yeah, gonna go for crazy. it oh yeah well then if morgan's like i wasn't sure if it was just something you guys were making like oh like we're gonna use a horizontal iphone clip of this <laughs> homie and you know what i mean like i yeah. i didn't know but if it's like that then that's amazing yeah you guys should take your time yeah, we're taking Thank you, Jake. Sa Thank you. Safer got us on board, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, though. I guarantee Morgan's going to have, like, he's going to wake up one morning and say, fuck it, I'm putting some of this shit out. I, f I bet you, I feel like that little that little trick of him in the bronze video is probably gassing him up. That was really dope. Yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's back, man.
Mitch too, though. You mentioned um, there's a couple of things you weren't hyped on in Civic Affair. What's goody? Oh, Nick specifically? Uh, I don't know. It's like anything. It's like you just look back at it and you kind of, it's a bit, you're like, oh, it's kind of cringe or something. Hmm. I just feel like I was like, I edited that video like so intense. Like everything is like so concise and like put together like really, really clean. Yeah. And like I watch it now and I'm like, it's like too. (laughs) Too serious? Too hard? Uh, yeah, I think so. That's kind of what I think. Could a little more chill. Yeah, I just like had a had a bit more relaxed approach. It came out almost ten years ago. Like, I feel yeah. like the more chiller vibes and videos is more recent thing. Like, you would have been, I suppose, yeah, ahead of the yeah. the game if you'd done it back then. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I love mm-hmm. it. Congrats, even though it's like eight nine years old. <laughs> Amazing video. <laughs> I'll take it. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Mutual friend of the of the pod obviously went off in that video jed you have a a story about jed filming for civic affair i don't know i feel like jed would just randomly that was when jed was like like jet setter and he would just go places for like four days i feel like he was like half living in new york already at that point and i don't know i feel like he would just pop into vancouver for a weekend or something and then he'd just film like three sick tricks and leave bounce Oh yeah, he was always on the go back then. Can you take us behind the scenes on that line at the post office, the cleanest back three ever, and then oh yeah, Smith grind the rail. Yeah, his back threes were crazy back then. I remember he could do them every try on shit. That spot's not there anymore either. But yeah, I don't know. I think he did that really easy. I think he just knew it was kind of like that. Like he was really good at skating rails, and I mean, still is, but. He knew if he just landed a 360, he'd smith the rail for a strike. Right. I'm pretty sure that's actually exactly what happened. Like, Damn. I think he, I think he maybe grind like grind, yeah. I think he's. It took him like two tries at the smith. That spot is really perfect. But um, yeah, that line's banger. That was cool. Yeah, because the ground's covered there, so it's not like your typical Vancouver kind of. Yeah, it might have even been raining. It was. It was nighttime. It might have even been raining. Yeah, the idea of like driving downtown with a light to skate at night right now seems so crazy to me. That's such a distant <laughs> past. Yeah. Yeah. You're on a solo road trip, Mark Suchu style, driving cross country when out of nowhere, your Honda Prius runs out of gas. With no choice left but to walk to the nearest gas station, you begin the hike. Knowing you're running out of daylight, your wise ass decides to take a shortcut and cut through the woods. Before you know it, it's pitch black and you've been in the woods for three days with nothing left to eat, no shelter, and it's freezing cold. When all of a sudden, Bear Gorilla shows up, nurses you back to health, makes you a warm meal, and continues you on the right path to the gas station. Bear Gorillas is CHPO brand. The worldwide leader in sunglasses and watches. CHPO brand. Always doing it for the people. A few years back, you came out as gay to the skate and snowboard industry. We applaud you for that. How do you think the series of interviews you did at the time were received by both industries? I might have to go get another tequila nude for this question. (laughs) Um, How were the series of interviews received? I mean, really, really well, honestly. Um in a way that is almost kind of funny to think about now because, you know, it's something that I waited to do for so long. And then uh, once, 
you know, finally going about it and just like hearing the response and the support and everything, like people are, were amazing. There wasn't like anything yeah. negative and my friendships got better. My relationships with my, you know, everyone I was around when snowboarding and skateboarding and, you know, I could obviously like straight up just like connect with people better because I wasn't constantly uh, sort of separating myself from everyone, which is something I did a lot of. So yeah, it was, it was amazing and it continues to be. It was, uh, it was a really like, I don't know, special thing. That's the best, man. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Well, you kind of answered my next question, but um, I was going to say, obviously it sounds like no regrets looking back on that decision a few years later. Everything's all good. Nothing's changed day to day. No, none at all. I mean, it, it, and again, it's funny to think it, it took so long to have this kind of conversation in a place like snowboarding. But I don't know, like previously, there just wasn't anything like this really being going on in snowboarding. People weren't talking about like, like queer folks weren't discussing their, you know, sexuality, their stories or their their their, their history and and putting it out in the open out in front for people to like hear and see and read and and you know be represented so it uh it seemed scary but also i think this in general man the world changed a lot you know in the last decade Mm -hmm. like something that felt impossible to me now seems like uh i don't know there's just so much more space and like place for it so it i'm grateful that like i live in a time where we can it like is shifting and like because who knows if i did this when i was 21 imagine like i i just wonder if things would have been different i hope not yeah uh but mm. but it's it's just it's it's a it's a weird thing to think about i guess but i know it's a trip because on the one hand sometimes it feels like we've come so far and then you'll just see something in the news and be reminded like oh fuck we've got so much further to go but it's so true still, yeah. still rather be where we are now than you know even 10 years ago for sure. And I mean, we're really lucky, like where we live, there's, I mean, there's obviously, again, like you said, so much that needs to happen, but there's like so much uh, going on in North America and especially like skateboarding and snowboarding that is like supporting queer folks and like, you know, amplifying these people and like giving them an opportunity to like be at the brands in a big way and, and like have their skating and their snowboarding like shown. Mm-hmm. So that's, mm-hmm. that's fucking sick. For sure. Dude, one thing uh, I got to ask about a little while back, you did a private jet trip with some of the homies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you went down to Vegas or, or wherever no, it was. No, we went to, we went like to LA. A, we went to LA. Um, yeah, it was a like bunch a of my... fucking hell of a time. It was so dope. It was honestly like the best trip of my life. I basically cried when it ended. I was so sad. <laughs> you got you to gotta walk us through from, from A to B in that one, man. So how, how, who planned it? How did it go down? I have what these were you guys two, doing out there? Yeah, I have these close friends here. Fuck, I wonder if they'll be bummed if I talk about it. But like, I have these close friends here <laughs> that... Uh, Give them code names. Sure, yeah. That they, they just like... We've just all kind of become cl- more, more and more close over the last two years. And... Um, they actually were already planning to go down to LA. There was a music festival called Just Like Heaven that they were going to go check out, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but like the best way to describe it would be like a American Apparel Music Festival. <laughs> like it's like, it's just like for millennials with cash, you know, and, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, uh, uh, like Azealia Banks performed, um, Lady Tron, like all these things that kind of like, 
whatever are like in that re- a category of music that was happening in the in like early 2000s and like 2010 or, or what early 2000s and so they had already planned to go out there and like see that and then i kind of just got invited because there was an extra space and they were like yeah you should come with us nice i think the plane has six seats in it yeah and it was dope. We just went downtown. We had a hotel for four nights. And I don't know, I had never flown private before. You go to like a totally different airport here in Vancouver and you don't do shit. You just like walk up. <laughs> They're like, oh, hey, yeah. And they just grab your bags. You like walk out into the tarmac. They throw them on. You sit down and the pilot just turns around and he's like, you guys good? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then you're in the air two seconds later and we, you know, uh yeah it was so fun you just like brought around drinks and listen to music and it was actually so fucking chill that's so sick yeah yeah i wonder if i'll ever do that again but uh <laughs> it was so fun and that crew is amazing and the festival was so fun we had like we we i have a bunch of pals in la now and we all met up and it was just kind of like a, a magic weekend for sure and then I stayed, I stayed a little longer though. They all flew back in the, in the peach. And then I like stayed and, <laughs> and hung out with, uh, like, uh, my friend Chad and Antosh have a place there and a bunch of other folks that have like kind of moved there recently. So it was nice to, to stick around. And then, um, I flew economy back like, a oh. yeah. no way. <laughs> peasant life, eh? Shit. I, uh, yeah. But telling everybody on the flight that you flew down there in the PJ though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going back down yeah, there in October sure. for like most of the month. Actually, I found a sublet, and I'm gonna sick kick it. I had a lot of fun there recently. So, hey, when you flew down, did you fly into LAX or was there another airport for that as well? Uh, Burbank. We flew into like another private airport, like Burbank. And when you land, <laughs> you like you can tell it's where like all the celebrities like pull up because there's just like oh yeah, all the photos on the wall are like like incredibly famous people and all this shit and like the bathrooms are so nice and like i don't know it's hilarious <laughs> that's a fucking beast mm-hmm. one day one day donald we'll we'll get there yeah. for the bunt jam video premiere the PJ <laughs> i don't know i feel like there's got to be some like crazy finance dude in toronto that you guys can make friends with maybe he can invest in beamer and fly your ass around <laughs> that's the oh, next step man now we're talking that's the next step now we're talking um so you're a little banged up, but you're feeling better now. What are we going to see next from you? A skate part or a snowboard part? A snowboard part for sure. Yeah. I have a bunch of footage coming up this winter, but it's kind of in a, it's in a few different things. I filmed for three different thing, uh, videos, but um, this coming winter, we're kind of making plans right now to focus on one thing, and then I'll hopefully be able to get a whole part popping. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, uh, maybe I'll try to film some skating this summer I don't, it's hard though dude i don't know i get it it's like i go out on the session and then everyone's i like my friends are so sick at skating and i love filming them so i just end up doing that and i really <laughs> enjoy it you know i like always tell myself i'm maybe gonna chill on filming skating and i can't like i seriously like it so much it's i'm, I'm addicted to doing it it's so fun love that and it like fucks my back up and like you just gotta come on one of these bunt trips man hit me up yeah that'd be fun are you guys gonna do another one this this summer yeah um, I'm not, we're actually like thinking about planning it out right now. We have some plans for the winter, so I don't know if we'll bust out that sprinter van again. We want to, but true. Well, I'm dying to go to Toronto this summer. So fly my ass down there. I'll film you guys. Yeah, get over here, man. <laughs>
now that I mean, when this interview's over, you'll officially be Bunt alum. So we're gonna need a True. trick for the video. So you know what I'm saying? Which tray? Get out there, yeah. There you go. That's <laughs> automatic. That makes it like a lot easier to get into the video. <laughs> save, save us calling the shots on whatever makes it in. So if it's a switch tray, it's gonna be like a heavy dose of switch trays, probably in like the friends and guest section. Good. Yes, please. Easy way to save his heart. <laughs> so we hollered at your close friend Kennedy Deck for some insight on the interview. Okay. Obviously blessed us. Thank you. And uh, we got to know what's the most expensive furniture item in your house, oh, and what's good God. with it. This is gonna make me look <laughs> fucked. Uh, <laughs> I have these like Vitso shelving unit that I really love and I saved up for it for a long time. But when I moved into my apartment now, like once I bought my condo, it was kind of like my dream thing that I wanted to own. So I got those and I think they were like 6K US. Is it that thing Damn. where you like you can build it more <laughs> but you can and more? Have, you but just you like have, buy it in pieces? Yeah, it's modular. You you buy it in oh, pieces okay, yeah. and it can come you can make it into like a million different forms. It's like Yeah, crazy. I think our homie Ronan has that. Ronan was does at his house Ronan doing some work it. for him the other day and he was like giving me this whole background on his like shelving unit and I'm looking at it and I'm like First, like the untrained eye, you're like, okay, it just looks like some shelves, you know? No, I but know. Like, I mean it's, it's so like, this iconic designer Dieter Rams and like yeah. Yeah, it's just cool because it's something I know I'll have forever. Mm-hmm. And I definitely am the kind of person, I don't own very many things in my life, like at all. I don't own like a ton of clothes. I don't own a ton of furniture. Like I just get really into certain things and I want those things. And then I'm, I'm not hard on my shit. So I'll have, I'll have all my stuff forever and ever. So that's my way of justifying. That's sick. <laughs> and then my other move is I'll like, I'll like, I'll often just like sell gear so that I can like buy the shit. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> of course. Yeah. A USD baby. Exactly. <laughs> God, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not a hundred percent on this or actually Tyler wasn't, but heard from good friend of the show, Tyler Warren, that you once got arrested because of him. What's the story there? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Let me see if I can tell this properly. That was crazy. Wait, he's down for me to tell this story? This is crazy. Okay. Uh, We were driving from, uh, if you're familiar with Vancouver, it might be a bit, you might get it. But we're driving from the skate park in Mount Pleasant to UBC, like the university, and there's a skate park there. And on the way, you basically drive through Kit Solano, which is a super fancy residential neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And we get to this light and we're kind of convoying in three cars. And Tyler gets out of the sunroof in the car behind us at this busy ass intersection on like rush hour. And yeah. he's got, as I remember it, he has like a ski mask pulled over his head <laughs> and a fake gun. Oh, oh God. gosh. And he's waving it out of the sunroof and like, like dude like ben has like fingerless gloves on and he's like sticking his hands out the window and maybe he had his like hoodie zipped up all the way around his face and like and like everyone it was like a bunch of people involved everyone was being like just and they had music turned like really loud and like it was just like Horse. kind of insane <laughs> and then uh we were like oh shit that was funny but whatever and we keep driving and by the time we got to the university we sort of noticed that there's a, like a cop, like a bunch of police had like created a road closure, like going into the university. And I was like, oh, that seems really sketchy. And they like locked eyes directly with us as we yeah. were coming in. 
And so we're kind of making our way through the university and we're trying to get to the skate park, but really quickly I'm like, oh, let's pop out in this weird ass parking lot next to what I think is like a rugby field. And let's look at these manual pads. I just wanted to see them. And so we like pull out, I kind of jump out, we look at them real quick and it's this weird parking lot that there's only one way in, one way out. And we're about to skate them and then, and then someone's like, no, 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 let's come back later, let's warm up. Uh, okay, so it was a really quick turnaround. And we go, we start to, to, to leave and we're you know, in a row of cars and we get to the edge of this parking lot. And all of a sudden this cop is just there and he busts his door open and he comes out and he's like, stop right where you are. And we're like, oh shit. And I right away was like, holy fuck, this is exactly what I thought it was. Like, this is for yeah. sure yeah. because of what, like back at the intersection. And I, I kind of stick my head out the window. I'm like, no, no, it's all good. Like, and he's like, no, like, sh-. and he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, shut up. Like, he's like, he's like, put your hands out of the car now. And we all have to like turn our vehicles off. We all stick our hands out. And he takes a gun. At this point, he has a gun out and he's oh pointing at us. And I, we're like, holy shit. And so then within like what felt like a minute, all these other cop cars come flying in from every direction. And so many guns start getting aimed at us from like all oh, different directions no. to the Shit. point where like there's literally this story sounds fake but there's literally like over these like grassy knolls on either side of us there's like guys on their like forearms like oh my sort of like fucking like, like 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 a uh, crawling in and they have people like what like whatever like watching their shoulder and being like and they have these like massive like rifles pointed at us. Jesus Christ! Being being all okay, you're good to move another five feet. I have them. Whatever I have, like I have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they like slowly approach us. We end up, uh, you know, kind of really slowly getting removed from the vehicles in this fucked way where we had to like, like walk ourselves out and then go like face down in the gravel. <laughs> and then we all get handcuffed, and we all lay there for a long ass time. And then out of nowhere, but like what felt like maybe 20, 30 minutes into it, the like chief of police or whoever like shows up and realizes really quickly, like, this is chill. Like these are kids. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing kind of just like, like calms down really, really fast. And they let us all out of the cuffs and they're kind of like, you guys just get get the fuck out of here kind of thing. And we were like, wow, no tickets, nothing, nothing. Cause I think I, I do think like a bit of what went on was like, pretty pretty fucked up like i don't think they were supposed to do a lot of what they did but mm-hmm. i don't know it was it was a really well, they thought you had a gun man like no i mean totally because because the whole thing was our friend at the time he was in film school and so he had all these props in his car mm. and so it was, oh, a, it, was a, it was a prop gun from something he had been shooting <laughs> right wow like alex doyle would find and, that <laughs> this yeah guy's hanging out the fucking sunroof yeah, yeah. Ski mask on. He's like, ah, oh, it's all chill. We're just going to skate a spot. It was so dumb. I was so mad for like a, a bit, but then I mean, now it's a pretty insane story for sure. Yeah, those uh, are the ones you look back on, you never forget. But in the moment, you're like, I go to fucking jail for this shit. Dude, the man, cops said pissed. some like racist ass shit to us too and stuff. It was so weird. Fuck. It was so weird. But uh, yeah, that one ended <laughs> <Jesus>. fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On a lighter note, you've had some signature items come out with vans over the years. What's it been like working on that stuff, and where does your inspiration come from for the gear? Uh, yeah, it's been good. I mean, they're pretty awesome. I, I'm pretty intense with that shit. They, they, I like don't, I like get very, very involved from like every detail, and I like to be a part of it the whole way. 
But, uh, and they've been really, really great about it. They're always like super open to hearing like all of my ideas. And like, I'm not, you know, I don't actually know any of the language around design. I just have the ideas and the opinions. So it's like for them to be patient with hearing me out is like pretty nice. Cause I'm kind of, I'm sure I sound like such a dumbass when I'm trying to be like, <laughs> can it be tonal? Like, or whatever, you know, like, I, but, uh, it was always really cool. And, um, yeah, we can. We're we're doing some stuff with the with a, a pride campaign for next year. They're like letting me and these two other ladies. Sick. Yeah, these uh, we're gonna like design the uh, the products that are all coming out for the month of June, and then also they're doing a release in October. So Hell yeah, yeah, stoke. I'm excited about it. That stuff's up. looking cool. Sick. Looking forward to that. So, I think this is a few years back now, but you had last part in uh, Van's landline video wild ass snowboard video can you take us behind the scenes on your last two tricks and how the hell do you find spots like that like snowboarding's changed so much since i was a kid snowboarding like the street style like the street aspect of it is just like i don't even know how you guys look at like a building and you're like oh that's a spot yeah i mean both those spots were in russia they were in this place called Murmansk. yeah damn and uh, we were there for three weeks, and both those spots were things I had looked at for like the, the entire time, sort of thing. And then it was the last two days of the trip that I did both those tricks. Um, and we had been working on that video for over two years. And so I, I kind of just knew that like whatever I was going to do, had, I don't know. Honestly, I had almost gone like crazy working on that video for so long. <laughs> so I kind of, I, I was just like, fuck it like i'll try this shit i don't know maybe it'll be cool and it's like oftentimes especially with like snowboard spots it's like the things that you don't think are gonna work or end up being like what's the best shit you get you know mm-hmm. um because like you both those things i just didn't really know if they would come together especially that like there's kind of like a piece of like coping on the wall yeah like the 180 like, like switch 50 that yeah mm-hmm. i think that used to be an awning to like cover the staircase that was there or something and you know it's like the whole entire city is basically exploded so there's like like rubble and stray cats and dogs everywhere and like all the spots were just filled with dog shit in the snow everywhere dog shit yeah like i'd fall and have dog shit grinded into my gore-tex pants and stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then uh, I don't know. I like that last spot. I think that wall looks really cool. It's like a desert camo kind of colorway on the wall, and uh, yeah, I thought that looked pretty fresh. So I was like pretty excited to make that one happen. Um, yeah, the front side wall ride looked crazy enough, and then you had to back one eighty into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like it's so exciting when you get to go to far places like that, and then you find things that are like really, really unique and actually like work because mm-hmm. i mean it's like skating and it's like skating in canada you know you you're like working your ass off to make something like half cool come together and then you go to europe and you're like holy shit these ledges are perfect and yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm twice as good at skating here or whatever yeah. so it's like it's the same thing it's like that yeah i mean i'm definitely never going back to russia again but uh i'm glad that we got to check spots out there that year sick so. that's sick for sure how come is there a reason I, i'm kind of like it's kind of on my list. I, I know a few homies, skate homies. Yeah. I just, when I was in Shanghai, I, I skated with a bunch of Russians and they're like, you got to come. And like, when I see their spots. We did a day in Moscow. There's crazy skate spots there. It was completely yeah. dry when we were there. I saw so much stuff. I don't know. It's like politically fucked up. 
I mean, they definitely don't fuck with gay people either, so I have mm-hmm. no interest in going back for that reason. True. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's, uh, I don't know. I did it. I checked it out. It was cool. There's so many places One to see. One time's enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember Windsor James told me it was a little hectic for him too. Mm-hmm. But I just see the skate spots and I'm like, oh. Just yeah. one one trip maybe be all I need. A lot of the people there are like incredible too. I found them to be really nice. I was like a bit I don't want to say surprised by that, but it was nice it was nice. Everyone was really, really cool. I think they get a bit of a the media can portray a different interpretation mm-hmm. of like everyday life there for sure, but yeah. um, it's a twisted spot though. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next for Jake Kuzik, man? Uh, I mean, it's fall now, pretty much, unfortunately. So we're going to be just kind of premiering some of the videos that we worked on from last winter. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll probably be in Utah a bit, um, Seattle. There'll be, like, stuff happening all over the U.S. And then there's, like, a European tour for this one video called Dorothy that actually Kennedy made. Kennedy and Emma uh, that have some tricks in. So maybe I'll go to Europe with them and check that out. And then honestly, like so much of October, I'm always sitting around at my house waiting for it to snow and it's like raining every day. So <laughs> that's kind of why I decided to go to L.A. because I think it'll be fun to just extend summer a bit and skate and yeah. party and hang out and see friends and whatever. Hell yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. When are you going down there? Uh, I'm going on the 17th. Or I'll Actually, I'll leave on the 12th. I'm going to drive down of October. Yeah. Oh, sick. Damn. I think I'm going to be in Vancouver hopefully then actually. So we'll miss each other. What are you doing here? Uh, just trying to pull up and get some clips. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Damn. Dope. Are you going to come meet up with Mitch? Yeah. 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 He's, he's on a mission. Got to try and keep up. <laughs> he's fucking crazy, man. I know. He makes every spot here. Like, we, we definitely skate so much of the shit he builds. Everyone does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sick. I feel like... We all benefit from Mitch being around. Yeah, every skate scene needs a Mitch. When we were in, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but when we were in Detroit, they have like the ultimate boss of like skate spot fixing, Justin Bull. I feel like Mitch was got some ideas from him. He's gonna be going even crazier in Vancouver yeah. now, man. I bet, I bet. I mean, I like I have some friends that skate in Portland, like Cole Navin. And, and some of these guys and like uh, they build and fix everything they skate everything yeah. and they'd go crazy like they came up here for a weekend and they and they fixed so many spots here in Vancouver just because they're so used to it it's like love that. how they go about yeah. it it's really cool dude this guy's got like legit he's cementing run-ups for places we were when we were down there he sanded down a whole takeoff for Mitch to do a trick to what? smooth out the ground. He, like, busted out his grinder and, like, <laughs> it out. What? It fucking epic, man. Yeah. yeah. This guy's... He's moving on a different level, man. He tried I mean, to install... Detroit seems like a cool place to be doing that, though, because there is... I've been there. There's really cool stuff to skate, but it's just... Oh, yeah. Fu- it's, like, all, like, pretty fucked up. So. Oh, he is, this guy found a set in an abandoned building and tried to install a handrail. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't go so well for him. That's sick. Yeah. yeah. That's some Steve Bear shit. Yeah. We were there for four days. <laughs> but like in a real street way. <laughs> yeah. Dude, f- four days in Detroit, zero security guards, man. It's so fucking good to mm-hmm. skate there. That door yeah. thing that people skate there, that's like a bank. That's like a car. It's like a door that's broken. And it's yeah, I think it's crazy. It's really cool. Never going back. 
we we got yeah. trapped there in no. a time warp and some of us couldn't walk after that session running at that thing full speed <laughs> for hours okay <laughs> yeah. before we go to rapid fire i'm gonna play the song see if see if you can recognize <laughs> what i was trying to do let's see if this works Epic. in the mic sing it are you gonna no, sing no. it now or are we yeah, just gonna you, enjoy were you it? under the impression that you actually knew the lyrics or like what were you <laughs> We gotta, well, yeah, when the interview comes out, we'll play, we'll put Mike Campbell's part on Insta. Hell yeah. Classic. Wait, I just want the lyrics to kick in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, dog. (laughs) What is this? Uh, You get the point. I butchered it. Yeah, it's actually insane that I didn't figure that out. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Karaoke with the ghost. Yo, yo, yo. It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And this week, it's an honor to be brought to you by Antihero and Greensleeves Records. Antihero and the legendary UK recording label Greensleeves collaborated on a limited capsule. Paving the UK streets in reggae since the late 70s, Greensleeves has played a heavy role in promoting Jamaican music in the UK and around the world. Greensleeves has played a heavy role in promoting Jamaican music in the UK and around the world. This collection features the iconic illustrations from the great Tony McDermott on decks with special veneer layups, wheel wells, and exclusive shapes, record slip mats, and a 45 RPM adapter. Crucial selections for your collections. Hit up Break Free, Humidity, Classic Skate Shop, After Hours, or your favorite local for the Antihero Greensleeves collection. And tell them Cardiel sent you. All right, Jake, you know what time it is. A little rapid fire, you know what I'm saying? You ready to make it pop? Yeah, let's. Uh, I'll give it my best shot here. All right, favorite <laughs> skater? I currently really like Cyrus Bennett skating. I think it's kind of rare now that someone skates rails and ledges and manis and, like, you know, he'll skate, like, bump to bars and, like, everything. And he looks so good doing it, and he has, like, the best tricks that you kind of want to see all the time. So I, I think that's kind of, yeah, I like watching him lots right now. And then, like, for queer skaters, I, like, I really like this skater, Steven Ostrowski. They started that company, Glue, if you guys remember. Or nice. if you guys know that company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sick. But they're super sick. They live in New York, and they just have great style. And, yeah, good tricks. Hell yeah. Favorite video? Mosaic, probably, I'd say. Danny Garcia was my favorite skater back Ooh. then. Oh. I, like, still watch that video. It's pretty, it's pretty perfect to me. For sure. Mm-hmm favorite video part it's so classic but jake johnson in minefield just because i i watched that part so much before i would go snowboarding (laughs) just because i i it was so tight how much uh everything connected in this like really great way you know what i mean like you can tell all the spots are like things he mostly skated in new york that were like around and like available like it's not like crazy mission skating but mm-hmm. at the same time it's all really thoughtful and the spots are like you know either like kind of famous or something that he made famous and like so 
and then the tricks are just perfect and his style was so cool no one knew who he was like it's 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 kind of perfect to me yeah it was a great combination i'm not i'm not like a crazy animal collective fan or anything either i just like like that part masterpiece yeah classic for a reason favorite style uh, i probably landon uh avramovich my homie landon land one on instagram okay, yeah. who lives here in vancouver he's like my best one of my best friends my best friend like he's i don't know he's always just like looked so good because he's like having the best time or at least it looks like he's having the best time even when he's fucking stressing but uh <laughs> he's uh and i've just skated with him for years now and like well, every time i film something of him it's always like so meaningful to me like it's because we don't get like a ton of tricks but like every time i get something it's like my favorite thing in whatever video i make yeah yeah he's like a less is more guy yeah and everyone like loves him like they love his Mm -hmm. skating they love hanging out with him it's just like yeah so landon's probably my favorite style which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate this one's very local like uh there's this skateboarder in winnipeg named nick sertelitz he actually had a part in the green apple video that they made while they were they had the shop in Winnipeg and they made that first video with it. I think it's called Video X. Do you guys mm-hmm. remember that Green Apple video? Mm-hmm. He had the first part. He's the guy that like board sliding, his ender's like board sliding this huge ass blue double kink rail. I think watching his approach to filming skate parts like definitely like hugely shaped the way I, I think about skating and snowboarding and just like the whole process of doing that. So he's like, yeah, he's my number one, I'd say. Sick. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. I feel like, I don't know, probably something obvious like Yuto. Favorite trick? Favorite. Oh, 360 flip. That's the one thing that I kind of hope I can do forever and ever. <laughs> you know, like it's like I can do 360 flips pretty good. And I really like, I've always loved skating flat. And so I'm kind of like, as long as I can tray flip when I'm 40, I'll be very, very, very hyped. I mean, I hope I can <laughs> I do like a lot that. more That's than that when goal. I'm 40, but like, for, and at also, least. Yeah. I mean, still, like, being able to do that shit at your, when you're 40 is, like, not even impressive anymore. Everyone is so crazy at skating, and they're, like, Guy and Ace yeah. and all those guys are fucked. Yeah. That's Maybe cool. we got to push it to 50. Yeah. Tray flip at 50. <laughs> yeah. Hardest trick for you? Backtail. Hmm. Like, ledges. I'm so bad at skating ledges. Like, incredibly bad at it. <laughs> I, it's like, I look so pathetic skating ledges. Because I can, like, can skate manual pads, and I, I can skate flat, and like but like yeah like like skating flat bars and ledges is so scary to me dude like i don't even i can't figure it out and like backtail is that trick that like if you can do it you're good at skating and i (laughs) and i and i I like and i like can't fucking do it like i've done i've done them before but i I like it's not like something i can just like rock up and do so it's just like it's kind of embarrassing that's so funny because then there's someone watches like a snowboard part of yours and you're like scared to backtail a ledge and just doesn't make sense but dude i I've, i don't even know if i've ever backlipped a flat bar and like backlip is like one of the tricks i do on a snowboard like the most that's so fucked <laughs> it makes no i mean it's strapped to your fucking feet so it's you just turn <laughs> most illegal trick uh in like inward heel flip or like calling it an inward heel flip where you just like pressure flip but oh, your yeah. foot oh, your yeah. front foot does that weird thing where it's like at, like and the person who does it always thinks they're doing an inward heel flip Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're like, it's, it's so funny. And like, yeah. uh, people do it down, like, huge gaps and shit. It makes no sense. Yeah. Baby scumbag yeah. go-to. That's his fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's that? Uh, that little kid that you, was on DGK. Nah, it's, it's all good. We don't even have to 
go into it. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Like me snowboarding, it's probably that 180 wall ride, 180 that we were talking about in Russia, like Sick. that like tan colored wall. Skating, probably that trick I filmed of Rick doing the big flip wall ride that I mentioned. Sick. Like that's, like I don't know. Like I worshiped Rick growing up. And then so to be, like actually when I first went to Vancouver when I was really young, um, it was for Slam. My dad brought me there. And I have this memory of going to the antisocial booth, because they used to have booths back then, going to the antisocial booth and buying the first antisocial video. And mm. I bought it from Michelle, and Rick signed it and signed Sick. the T-shirt what? that I bought. And then so to, like, obviously fast forward, I think it was 10 years at the time. And then I was, like, making that video and then filmed that trick of him. Like, it's... Is like unreal, you know. So wow. sick. Yeah. Full circle. So that so that one's really like meaningful to me and like memorable for sure. Worst trend you've been a part of? Honestly, just like Amer- wearing like American apparel gear. Like I swear, like when I was like sixteen, there's snowboard clips of me where I have like a seafoam green long sleeve with like a white <laughs> like like sleeveless vest puffy coat over top of it yes. and like oh, yeah. and like brown snowboard pants that like bell bottom and like <laughs> so sketchy and like clean. and like a and like a and like wearing like a shoelace belt that was like extra long you know what i mean like yeah, like, 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 like so bad <laughs> like so i think that's probably like the the phase that i was like definitely participated in that i was like most embarrassed about but that's love epic. it Mind you, I don't know. I see the way like Max and these kids are dressing now, and I'm like, all right, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you call that? Like, oh, shit. I'm just kidding. I actually They're love like, those dudes, but but I I I have like been like, whoa, when I see some of these fits, and then I'm like, never mind. I looked so shitty when I was their age. Like, I don't. Yeah. They look way doper than I do did back then. So, all good. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed. I mean, snowboarding, I, there's this like really famous snowboard, snowboarder named Mikey LeBlanc and he flew down this double set that was a 22 flat 22 (laughs) and, uh, it's a pretty, like, it's a pretty like well-known clip and, uh, there was like so many people there when he did it, Jed was there and we were all 20 years old, they're all like really young and he was like, you know, we like looked up to him like crazy. And so to like be there and see him do that, like we all went nuts, like 30 of us like rushed him after. And it was wow. like really, really you insane. He just like jumped it? it. He just like flew off it, like kind of thing, like to flat. Like it was, a, uh, and I think he may have even like blew his knee in the, like when he landed it, it turned wow. out, but he was like such adrenaline and whatever. He didn't even notice until days later, but. Oh, wow. Oh, I thought you were going to say he did like a gap to like lip slide or something to like take away some of the impact just actually no he just straight up flew down a down a 44 (laughs) what need to see that clip what's the one trick that got away i can't really think of a trick worth mentioning that we didn't get or something but uh about four years or maybe six years ago now uh, we were skating all day and then I went back to Landon's place to drop him off and he lives in Chinatown in um, Vancouver. It was like pouring rain and I went outside, I think just to like smoke weed with them or something for like 20 minutes. And by the time I got back down, my truck had been broken into. Someone had like curled a brick across the back of like what the 
fuck? The the topper that like went over the back of my my truck bed. Someone had curled a brick across the top of it and it smashed into the back window and didn't even really break it, but just like fucked the whole thing up. And then they took the same brick, smashed the side window out, went in, stole my entire camera bag that had. Wow. This is when I still shot on a VX 1000. I had like my VX, my Mark 1, my Super 8, like a Niso. And also it had like an Elf camera in there and like. I don't know. I was like so all my, my favorite gear, basically. They'd stolen everything, my two skateboards. Um, and I never, yeah, I never obviously saw any of that shit again. And it was pretty brutal. So I guess that's maybe the one that got away. Oh, shit, man. So shit. Oh, and, and to make it even worse, they had shot up, like they had used needles and like shot drugs like in, in my truck. <laughs> like at some point they had, they, they had, done all this broken in and then yeah used drugs and then left the needles so there was like blood and shit everywhere inside my truck and i actually had to have um people like like doing it like i can't remember what they called it like like a bio clean of like my vehicle it was insane dude what the fuck all right um that was a terrifying shocking story let's uh let's pick it back up with some some more rapid fire What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Like every session skating with Ryan Witt in like 2019, <laughs> I feel like. Or like, yeah, there was like two years where Ryan Witt, like kind of post the Annie social video where he thought he was pretty nice. And like <laughs> he, he would tell me, he would just be like, oh, we're going, like, let, let's go here. I'm going to try that. He wouldn't skate at all. And then he would just like call, like call me up and be like, I'm going to do this, like meet me there type shit. And I'd be like, okay. And then we get there and he would like throw his board at the rail like two times and like not even actually like, like not even like get up on it once. And then he would just be like, okay, peace. And like driving his, like just hop in his truck and drive away. (laughs) And I would just be standing there like still a camera, like not even in the bag yet. And the homie's gone. And I'm like, oh sick. Okay. That was an insane waste of time. And that went on for so long, but it's all good. Love that. <laughs> Every crew's got a bunter. <laughs> yeah. Ryan's done amazing shit, but yeah, that was just, he was definitely bunting hard for a long while. Era. What's the last new trick you learned? Frontside flips. Like I, I, I've been doing a lot of frontside flips lately, which is funny because it's something you'd think you'd have like figured out early, but like for whatever reason now I finally have the technique nice. and it's so fun. It's kind of like, I don't know, that one feels so good because when it works, it just works so well and you know it's coming. And I guess that trick is kind of like the newest thing I figured out. Nice. Just made me want to try one tomorrow. It's been a while. Yeah. Dream job after snowboarding. Probably some sort of design position somewhere or something and just being involved in like a design process. I'm kind of thinking about going to school for like trying to learn like a technical outerwear design sick i think that would be fun i'm like kind of doing a lot of that stuff already with fans and some of the other brands i'm working with so it just seems like something that would be cool to actually figure out and learn and know what i'm talking about and have the (laughs) like correct language to portray my ideas so yeah i don't know probably that hell yeah that'd be dope favorite local brand any social skateboard shop does that count because they're a shop but hell yeah that's perfect yeah Michelle is, shout out Michelle Pizzell. She's like the 
I don't know, best person alive, I feel like. And we're so insanely lucky to have her doing what she does here in Vancouver. And it's crazy how long she's been doing it. It's like coming into the 26th year of the shop. Wow. Being wow. around, I think. Um, and she still is just like throwing parties and, you know, it's like a venue for bands touring and mm-hmm. every premiere. She lets us do like snowboard premieres there. When, I, when my likes, when my products came out with vans, like my snowboard stuff, we did like the launch party at the skate shop and Hell she yeah. even sold the boot there and stuff. I'm pretty sure like it was crazy. She's just like the best. I don't know. Shout out Michelle. Mm-hmm. Favorite local skater. Right now it's Yom Tong, like little guys, like 17. Uh, he's got some tricks in Shari's video coming out right away, the one she made for Vans. He was at House of Vans Toronto last year. Uh, anyways, he's, you guys will know who I'm talking about. He's the best. And like, he's, I think he's 17 years old and he, he's from Edmonton originally, but he li- he's, he's living in Vancouver right now and he's, he's so sick. I don't know. He's got a couple tricks in the video I made last year called Little Blue Star. He, he's got the last trick, actually. He, uh, he ollies the four stair and then Varel flips the six set with the, like, the last stairs kind of long. Like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember his clips. Yeah. I remember that clip specifically and then the clips in Shari's bit sick. I've seen him like just plaza clips on Instagram and stuff. He's getting better quick, yeah. Yeah, he's so young and he's just like, I don't know, he's like such a, a good guy. I like, am hyped to see what he gets up to and hopefully get to film him skate a bit this summer too. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Etnies. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him. I mean, it was nice to get a paycheck for sure. I was like 20 when I did that, but um, I don't know. Is just like pretty quickly, I was like, dude, I can't fucking wear these. And then like <laughs> the, the shit, and then the Vans offer came pretty quickly after, so I was like, super hyped because that's obviously like the dream situation <laughs> yeah there you go it's worked out pretty well yeah i mean I, i've been snowboarding for vans for like 10 years now i think sick favorite teammate ever uh probably cole naven he's on the he's on the vans pro snowboard nice. team um he films skating too he makes really really sick skate videos yeah worst teammate ever i don't know if this counts chris russell are we technically like he's on van he was on vans too yeah yeah <laughs> remember that dude no yeah what's up with him oh no fuck that dude <laughs> i had to film that guy for a bit once and i was so fucking over it he was the guy that was at house of vans toronto and he made the pizza with yes ET, right exactly that was when i filmed okay. him too i filmed him skate some yeah. bowl like in like outside of toronto a bit and i was i feel like he was on vans for like four minutes or something he's not on anymore right I have no idea. That's the only time I've ever seen him or heard of him. Was yeah. that, that that thing? Like, like, I was who in, the fuck is on stage with ET and Maddie? And like he would like pull up to the sesh, you know, like he'd have the dickies on and like the old school pros and like his like his like like long fold like beanie down to the eyes with like the Red Bull logo on it or whatever the fuck he wrote for it. And then like you'd get to House of Vans at night and he'd have his like you know, leather motorcycle jacket on with the skinnies and like the white authentics <laughs> and like the like, and like the snapback Red Bull. I was just like, man, this guy's crazy. <laughs> I, like, it's, it's, That's funny. Yeah. Worst company. Creature. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
damn. <laughs> Have we heard that before? No. I don't know. Really? I feel like that one's so... That would, that seems, like, obvious. <laughs> Doubling down. <Love> <laughs> the fiends, bro. The creature yeah. fiends. Worst trend. I mean, it's pretty annoying watching everyone, like, get a thousand tattoos and piercings and putting patches all over their jeans and, like, fucking up all their shit and... <laughs> Like doing it in like one weekend, and then all of a sudden that's their look, you know. <laughs> and you don't even like they probably don't even listen to half those bands that are like sewn onto their legs or whatever, and like you know, like it's, yeah. it's that that one's funny, but people love it, so I don't know. Drastic change, real quick. Yeah, you get like one streak of purple hair, and like <laughs> and, you know, I don't know the whole thing. It's like mod- as many modifications as you can. Right. Worst style. I mean, fuck it. I'll just go with Chris Russell again. Why not? <laughs> Poor <laughs> bastard. I kind of <laughs> remember a random person being there that was like part of it, but yeah, I forgot about him until right now. I don't even remember what he looks like, but I remember being like, who's that again? <laughs> yeah. This is so odd. Man. There's always somebody like that. Last but not least, bro. Last person you want on the sesh? Uh, probably Will Blakely. Oh, damn! <laughs> I haven't heard his name in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone? You know, when you're like you, you're like going skating, and everyone like makes plans to meet up, and you like go to the warm up spot, and then there's like always that one person that is there that you're like no idea who anyone's been talking to and they're not even actually talking to anyone that you're with. They're just sort of like making themselves like present. And then they just sort of like jump in someone's car or like skate after you. And they get there and like half the time they don't even skate. They just sit there and like, they just want to like be around and like whatever, which that always bugged me so much when you were trying to film and like actually do some shit and like someone like that is always oh, just like hundred percent. Yeah. When you're trying to film, it changes there. everything when you're trying to focus and yeah, I feel that. Yeah. There's always somebody like that. It's, it's so frustrating, but so I don't know. It's just the way it goes, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't avoid it. Mm-mm. All right, Jake, that's going to wrap up our interview. Thank you for coming on the show, man. It was mm-hmm. a pleasure. Thanks guys. I'm glad it worked out. Hell yeah, Counted. long overdue. Yeah, I feel like we talked about this like two or three years ago even, so the fact that we're it's happening now is it's nice. Hey, better late than never. Appreciate you. Made mm-hmm. it happen. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Hell yeah. You've got mail. It is time to get the post office on and popping. Another packed inbox this week. Ghost, who we got up first? First up, we got Mr. Trevor Clark in the building. What up, Kings? I know that skaters with degrees is becoming more of a common thing, but I've noticed that skaters pursuing STEM, S-T-E-M degrees seems to be a rarity. The only ones I can think of are Alexis Sablone, Masters in Architecture, Nick Stain, Bachelor of Science in Math. Is that what that is? BS? 
that's out of my range. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I've been done school for so long, and maybe it's different up here. A BS in math, calculus genius, the butcher, uh, BS in chemistry, and some PNW specific ones. Ethan Fitzpatrick, am for fallen and black label in the late 2000s. Drop skating to be an engineer, I believe. Josh Love and Cody Wilbur are both in the process of getting their masters in geology. That's all I can think of. Can you guys think of any more? Also, Seifa, do I remember hearing that you have a bio degree? Big love from Bellingham. What's WA? Washington. Does that make sense? Bro. Trevor, you hit us with too many fucking... <laughs> what you want to call it? My brain ain't working right now. PNW, man. Like, you know what that is? PNW? No. I had to Google it, but... So I cheated. It's Pacific Northwest. Mm. Um, What's a STEM degree? I honestly, I fuck. I will have to Google that too, man. Like this is out of our wheel range. Usually, I'm here to tell you that Nolly Smith's illegal, man. Like, <laughs> um, STEM is an acronym for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. Mm. What did uh, Suchu? Does Suchu have some sort of degree? Can't remember, man. Can't remember jack fuck. shit. Yeah. Who's the homie that wrote a book? Like, what's his name? Ryan. Walker something? Ryan. Yeah, Walker Ryan. Bro. <laughs> Damn. I'm cooked, man. Like, it's late in the night on a Sunday. It's a long week, even longer weekend. I need something easy. This man. might be a, a hectic post office because clearly neither of our <laughs> brains are clicking on all cylinder. <laughs> Trevor Clark got us googling shit out the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, just tell them about your degree and then let's keep it moving, bro. What the fuck do I have? I think I just... Some science shit, isn't it? Oh, environmental studies. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, but it, was, it wasn't a science degree. It was just a Bachelor of Arts. But I did so many science courses, I fucking should have just got a science degree. Like, I did way more than I needed for the arts one. And I enjoyed it, but whatever. I don't really care at all right now. Uh, yeah, I did a... Environmental studies and geography. All right, next up, we've got an email from Luke Franco. Sup, bunt boys, longtime listener, first time post officer. I was pursuing, or what? I was pursuing eBay. I was checking eBay for skate videos, as I do occasionally for knee jerk purchases. Who knew I needed nervous breakdown on VHS? And came across Environment, a video featuring Seifa, amongst other Canadian legends. Seller is asking 75 bucks, and that's pretty steep for a pre-owned DVD. So I gotta ask, is it worth it? Peace from Providence, Rhode Island. P.S. What's the dumbest thing you've spent a fantasy championship prize on? Trying to buy my dog a Montclair jacket if I win this year. <laughs> 75 bucks for environment, man? I'd say that's worth it. That's the video part you talked a lot about last week and I think the week prior where the backside flip would have been the ender, yeah? No, no, no. That was like environments, the one where me and Blinger shared a part and we're like all fucking in high school still in that one. That The backside flip one would have been Oriet when we were oh, maybe like that's just right. all kind of around finishing high school. Environment, we were still youths. <clears throat> environment's the one with the, with the ledge lines at Richmond Greens. Dude, that's the one with Lapchuk and Grant, like the Miami section. 
I know. I'm trying to think bets. of your part. It's where you and Blinger switch flip and switch heel. That thing on Bay Street off the... Yeah, the police station guy. Like, the thing. construction. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I got a Nolly Shove Manny in there. Yeah. I'd say 75. I hate when you list something online and then people try and, like, bargain with you. But I'd say 75 is uh, a little steep. They're definitely waiting for some some Canadian who, like, that video meant a lot to them. But as someone who's never seen it, like, if it doesn't have emotion, like, some sentimental value to you, 75 is kind of crazy. But I respect the seller for listing it for that. That's hilarious. It makes It makes sense. Dumbest thing I've spent fantasy money on. Usually all my fantasy championship money goes to tattoos and vacations. And I don't think one of those is stupid and the other is much needed. So, <laughs> uh, I Unfortunately, I don't think I've ever won a league and then just been like, yeah, I'm about to do this with the money. It always just goes in the account and you forget about it and it's just bills and just everyday life. I've never done the like, all right, I won. I'm going to do this right now. Especially because like all the basketball ones it. are like a thousand bucks or something. So it's not crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, get that dog for your jacket, man. <laughs> Sounds necessary. All right. Next up, we got an email from JJ Nar. Sup, Playboys. So, yo. Objectively, Day One Song, Almost Round 3, and Reynolds, Stay Gold, Best Skate Parts of All Time? Question mark. Like, not just personal fave, but actually the best filming, skating, music, fits, impact, etc., etc. Much love, homies. Shout out to Ching Park in Brampton. Oh, shit, we got a, a Brampton homie. I was there yesterday. B-Town. B-Town, baby. Um... When we were doing our video reviews, I think it was far and above the best video part was Jerry, Jerry Sue, Sue, Bag of Suck. Yeah. I don't think it was close either. He had everything. Transition, <laughs> music, continuity. What were the other ones we were talking about? Kits. Fuck, we got to bring those back, Deggy. Yeah, we got to start filming them though, man. We need to... Yeah, Someone yeah. help us with our YouTube, bro. Um... But for me, always, I loved Beeble. Yeah, right as well. <sighs> Talk about that one all the time, man. This shit was crazy. We should do, like, when we come back, I think we got to s- spark it with Reynolds and Rally. That would be sick. I think the issue was that we were on, well, not the issue, but, like, the thing was we were catering to the people who we've had on the pod, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Which that list is ever expanding. But, yeah, um objectively the two best parts ever uh hell no no disrespect to either part i love both of them but nothing's hardly anything is objective in skating bruv and you put a question mark on your own statement which just is weird uh, but i i do love both those parts so shout out to day one and the boss all right next up we've got an email from moses Untilan. Sorry if you've already mentioned it in the past, but I was wondering if any of you guys can dunk. From your guys' skate footage, you seem pretty tall. So in your prime athletic years, were you ever able to throw it down above the rim? I know Beeble does, especially in Yeah Right, slapping the backboard after the finish. So clean. Uh, I never really played basketball. 
on a team or like in a league or anything like that until the bunt jam just play some pickup ball but no never been able to dunk really i feel like maybe on like some like fake heighted rim but like never like at the gym so don't count it yeah i remember we got called out i think this season for like talking about being old and shit but it's funny with skating it's it's kind of different there's certain things that get harder over the years and shit but with dunking specifically it's so easy to feel older because you just no matter how warmed up you are like you're just gonna lose some hops over the years and so it is so sad remembering i think when i was 20 21 oh my god man like i could dunk with barely taking a step like not just flat-footed but i would take one like little half step in and i could dunk right-handed in-game dunks um i did two 360 dunks at uh, the gym at heart house at u of t two hand left hand bro the good old days and i remember it was a goal of mine to dunk again uh couple years ago and i i failed miserably but then like i've said a million times when i lost weight like not this past summer the one before being able to dunk again after like maybe two years two or three years without dunking it was one of the best feelings ever maybe even longer maybe like four or five years but i haven't done it in a minute i'll i'll get back to y'all before the end of the season if i can still dunk next up we've got an email from evan b You're on a deserted island, and you have to build a skate park with only four of the following items. The rest gotta go. Quarter pipe, mani pad, which cannot be skated as a ledge. A ledge, a flat bar, a bump to rail, a hubba, and a handrail. Cheers, fellas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays is right. Fucking Christmas coming around the corner. Um, For this one, like, it is actually... So simple. It's the top four. It's quarter pipe, mani pad, flat bar, and ledge. And if you let me, I'd trade the flat bar for a flat bank. <laughs> like I got no use for a bump to rail, a hub or a handrail, man. Yeah, I knew we were gonna have the same three for sure. Mani pad, flat bar, ledge. Like literally, if you just give me perfect ground and those three things, I'll be. And like I could never skate anything else again. That's probably what. But the I quarter pipe want. prevents having to turn around, bro. Like. Every good skate park has that. That's what I'm saying. If I could have a QP on one end and a flat bank on the other, I'll just, I'm good with the mani pad and flat and ledge. Yeah, I, I hear you, but like we skate, what do you, we skate what do you want? that forever. A I just, bump to rail? Hell no. Or a hubba? A hubba? Yeah. I, oh. I, I need a little thrill in there. <laughs> a handrail is a little too raw, but uh, I don't need a quarter pipe. Manny pad, flat bar, ledge, and maybe like a nice, not too high, like six or seven stair hubba that is just like perfect and you can get tech on. So I think like realistically, the better question would have been for us anyways, you get the quarter pipe, manny pad, flat bar, and ledge, and you have to choose bump to rail hubba or handrail. What are you taking? The bump to rail, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to go down anything, really. You know what I mean? Just... I actually nollie flipped off a ledge at the skate park this morning. Felt pretty good about myself. 
Which one? <laughs> the one where the bump the bar is. Off the, the side? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're getting ready for that spring impact there. <laughs> That's like Justin was like, go to the six stair. I was like, there's literally zero chance, man. <laughs> well, it felt That's good. Sick. I felt good leaving, man. That's a hammer. I've been not yeah. only flipped off anything too long. <clears throat> yeah. All right, next up, we've got an email from Dan Marsh. Hello, it's your friend Dan here, writing in for the third time. Three quick things. What? They better be quick, bro. One, you need to do a post office on YouTube. When Seifa makes that noise before he laughs or is shocked, is the funniest thing I've heard. For example, when Ronnie Kessner said Billy Marks had the worst style, you made that own O sound. And again, when Donald said about bestiality after the... Bennett guy wrote in, you made that same noise. It's hilarious, and I've adopted it for most scenarios. <laughs> wow, most scenarios? That must be crazy. That's epic. Uh, number two, Pontus on the pod? Question mark. Number three, can't believe no one's mentioned. Yo, how old are you? Who the hell writes no one's? Like N O one S. Dude, Yo, don't hate on our younger writers. I'm man. not. We I'm not to, hating, but just kids. full. Me and you already could barely read, so just type shit out. <laughs> Can't believe no one's mentioned Caleb's episode for best of the story in London where he said her ass was so fat I was pissing myself. Seifa again made the noise. Anyways, love you. <clears throat> Sorry if, if I came off harsh at all, Dan. That was an awesome email. And uh, we love you too, man. No, it, it literally made no sense. It's the only like word that he wrote in random slang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to like type that is it's epic. Good for you, Dan. Um, and he threw a little emoji in there, a little heart for the boys. Gotta love that. Um, number one, YouTube. Yeah, we're old, man. And I think like the video on YouTube has escaped us, but we're doing our best, as you can tell, in the previous few seasons where we're doing our best to mix in the video apps every now and then we want to add a, an element to youtube obviously so we're working on it man we're working on it stepping outside the comfort zone uh pod on the pod we've tried we'll continue trying just know man if you think that there's someone that would be good for the pod we've thought of them as well and and we're trying and then three yeah, man, we're just going to have to wait till this best of drops, you know what I mean? And see see what we come up with. That Caleb story was amazing because literally first conversation we've ever had with him. And he's just like telling us the most like <laughs> emotional story. It was amazing. Just opening right up on the pod. Shout out, mm-hmm. Caleb. Anytime you get like a, a love story on the pod, it's definitely a good one. Um, all right, next up, we've got an email from Ethan Rhodes. What's up, Seifa, Dono, and Ants One? Long time listener, second time emailer. I'll keep it short today. I just need y'all's opinion on a trick. The new April edit came out today and was full of great stuff, but the trick in question was Deshaun Jordan doing a fakey Ollie switch backsmith on a handrail. I don't know if you guys have aired your opinions on Nolly backsmiths. But what are your thoughts on this one? Is it a fakey willy grind? Let the people know. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Ethan Rhodes. 
take it away. Uh, I mean, I think was that last week or the week before Deshaun Jordan shout out of the week. Uh, we fuck with Deshaun. If you ever met him, you know he's like the nicest fucking dude, genuine ass dude, great guy. But I think that trick is horrendous. And we've definitely aired our opinion on Nolly Backsmiths, Nolly Frontsmiths, Fake Yolly Switch Smiths, and Fake Yolly Switch Backsmiths. All trash, horrible tricks. That, that, that doesn't mean they're easy, but like, tell me if you can name one person that's not a little kooky that prefers a Fake Yolly Switch Backsmith to a Switch Backsmith. There's uh, no way he could. Can he do them. Switch Backsmith? Who, Deshaun? Yeah. Yeah, dude. He's switch flip back Smith rails. I think he, he's uh, he just like made the mistake of like, oh, this is like innovative. I haven't seen this one. Like, I'm gonna throw this one out there. But the mistake is there's a reason people aren't doing it. It's because it's dusty. Like, you ain't seeing P Rod or Shane O'Neill do that one because they're gonna do a switch back Smith, which is a thousand times easier. Deshaun is like switch back Smith handrails and i've seen him switch to the backsmith park rails so um he just i don't know just trying to be mix it up but that's a no-no from us but uh, obviously he can do whatever the fuck he wants yeah that edit was fucking epic man noah was going off Ooh. yeah dude this time of year is so fun to just that get, back like, three your mind blown every fucking shit. week yeah yeah all right, last up for this week in the post office, we got an email coming in from Anders Olsen. Yo, Bunt, longtime listener, first time in the post office. I'm currently stuck in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, confined to the hospital after a pretty huge brain surgery. Not why I'm writing in, but glad to say that I'm okay and on the path to recovery. Hell yeah. These Steelers fans are a hearty bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to thank y'all for doing what you do, though. It's been a treat having Bunt content to help me pass the time lying around in here. You guys are clearly more street-oriented skaters, which is unusually a result of where you grew up. Or sorry, which is usually a result of where you grew up and what you had access to skate. Have you had any periods in your skate life where you maybe wanted to be more of a transition skater? And what's a favorite transition skater or part of yours, maybe other than GT the GOAT? Thank you guys again for the years of great content, especially right now. You're great at what you do. P.S. It's about time to put some respect on my damn Detroit Lions. We stunk it up on Thanksgiving, though. Peace, Anders Olsen. Dude, we're big believers in Detroit. One of my favorite places. We got to go there twice just this past spring slash summer. Big Detroit Lions fans, man. Repping them for Jalen Rose, buddy. Give them a give them a fucking Detroit Lions roar like Jalen Rose used to, man. Roar! <laughs> yeah, that's hard. <laughs> what? When I actually try and roar, I was trying to do it like Jalen. He does like the weirdest <laughs> one. I miss Jalen. Fuck. Yeah. Roar! <laughs> Sounded like a burp. Yeah. Sorry, my lion roars aren't on point. But yeah, big uh, shout out to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to you, man. So happy to hear that your surgery went well and you're recovering. That's that's insane. And happy that you get to listen to the pod and just, you know, pass some time that way. But uh, yeah, hope you're 100% ASAP, bruv. 
That's fucking legendary stuff, man. Road to recovery. Yeah. Um, sorry you got to do it down there in Pittsburgh, though, with those Steelers fans. Um, as far as any periods in our life, when we, well, anybody who's ever lived in Canada or lived in a climate similar to ours here in Ontario knows that we're spending at least six to seven months indoors out of the year. And a lot of the skate parks, the indoor ones especially, have mini ramps, which is like obviously just a mini vert with no vert. And uh, we spent a lot of time in those as kids, obviously, some winters more than others. But the one that, like, shaped a lot of our childhood and being youths was uh, Shred Central. And we spent a lot of time in that in that mini ramp just because that place was packed at all times. So if the street course was packed or the flat ground was packed and there was lots of room in the mini ramp, I, you'd find a couple of us over there for sure. Um, never really wanted to get into it though i was never very good at it didn't really like it i remember one year i told myself i was gonna learn how to do a pivot fakie grind like like the best of them <laughs> ate shit multiple times doing it i was like yeah i'm good on this favorite transition skater or part of mine was uh dandra hobel free your mind damn good pick epic one epic fucking song epic song it's the time of the season. <laughs> Damn it, that's you, you got a good one. I'm trying to think. It's hard to think of one that's not like that a Cardiel one, or because he's like yeah, a but, mixture. But yeah, because you know? that's kind of he's like fifteen fucking yeah gold rail in San Francisco and shit. Yeah, dude, there's some Heath where Heath has like crazy park clips. Isn't he like the biggest back three over a hip or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, the, if we're not counting like hybrid parts, then okay, I'll just ant- do my quick answers. No, I never wanted to be a transition skater. Same as Dono, like you know, if it's too busy on the other shit, yeah, we'll hit the mini ramp. And these days, hit the mini ramp just to get the legs going. But I remember the last time I was like, I want to keep learning new new tricks on quarter pipes and shit. I rolled my ankle and I was like, you know what? I don't want to skate this like as a thing, like as a destination op- obstacle. Because if I get hurt doing this, I just feel like I'm gonna regret it. Because I should have. If I'm gonna get hurt, I want to get hurt skating street. Um, so yeah, never really wanted to be a transition skater. Favorite part? Let's go with the legend, Rune Glyphberg in Flip Story. Oh, love that song. That song too, and his style is just pretty fucking unique when you see him shredding you know it's him like pretty quickly and he's got great trick selection a lot of flip tricks without grabs and stuff uh always been a rune fan for sure yo what was the bob burnquest part where he went absolutely sicko mode but that's probably everyone but no but the uh, one where like three flip 50s yeah. yeah 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 oh my god yeah was that bob burnquest in like extremely sorry maybe yeah i think so Three foot fifty yeah. fucking lunatic. Man. Switchy old lip. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he did switch flip back fifty and or like just straight on switch flip fifty, whatever you want to call that, and oh. like switch back Smith and shit. Like yeah, yeah. That's that's worth a rewatch right now. Yeah. All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up the post office for this week. Get your emails and voice notes into the buntlive at gmail.com. Three weeks left, man. Crazy, yeah. 
Uh, be well, Anders. Check in whenever. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit us. This is the Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. The MVP conversation in the NFL is heating up. And Jalen Hurts just did it again, man. Grinding out those big wins. One over Patrick Mahomes last week in primetime. And then he gets the afternoon game done. I know the Buffalo Bills are a measly 6-5 or 6-6, but still a hell of a quarterback on the other side. Is Jalen Hurts... Is he the man? He's the man, yo. (laughs) I feel like he's weirdly had to prove it so many times. And like a lot of people think he outplayed Mahomes in the Super Bowl. But that game was just wild. And it's the two fumbles that killed him, man. And the holding call was absolute bullshit. Had they won that, like I, I just, it kind of annoys me when people still question him and they're, Oh, Josh Allen's like such a better thrower and like just trying to like pick it apart. But it's like, man, all Jalen Hurts does is win. And yeah, he like last year, their team had like no holes. It felt like this year they're not as good everywhere else and they're fucking 10 and one. So uh, he's the man, man. So currently there are six division leaders at eight and three. The Detroit Lions, the 49ers, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Jaguars. And then you've got the Eagles, clearly atop the board at 10-1. And, and in second place down there, the Cowboys, 8-3. Out of the 8-3 and three quarterbacks, who is the most likely um, choice, if they can, to take the MVP away from Hurts? Are we looking at Dak, Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, Tua, Mahomes, Jackson, or the prince who was promised, Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> Hell no. Hey, bro, your prince who was promised? What do you mean? Uh, you had a big I'm win today. I know, I know. That was that was 5-0 and oh on the road. 5-0 and oh on the road. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, there's multiple weeks where they grind out some kind of ugly wins. They did it this week. Just, not look like the prince that was promised. Uh, what he's got a he's got some work to do to live up to that name. Still, I'm just is saying. that the best nickname in the NFL? It's awesome, but I'm, <laughs> I still think he's got some some work to do to live up to that. Uh, I would say, I mean the the Ravens are playing right now. Mm-hmm. I would say they could go to nine and three. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, I expect them to. They're playing the fucking Dusty Chargers. I would say, yeah, Lamar, best chance to to take it. But, damn, I got to look at Philly's schedule. It doesn't, like, Hurts has that shit not locked up, but it's going to take a lot for uh, someone to come get that from him right now, I think. Hear me out. <laughs> Dak Prescott. Bro, if the Eagles go to Dallas Sunday, December 10th, and Dak Prescott does what he's been doing and he scratches out a win, is Dak in the conversation? Yes, in the conversation, but the the Eagles already beat them once. They're two barely in the barely. Loss column. Hey, it was a good, good game. 
We're not talking about barelys here. We're talking about wins and losses. <laughs> I'll give you that he enters the conversation, but yeah, would he like? I don't think he could do enough statistically, and so many of their wins are against these pathetic teams. So that we talked that about this out. last week. The schedule down the stretch: the Seahawks, the Eagles, the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Lions. Yeah, he's playing. If they go three and one and and beat Philly. Then he's in the conversation. Pac Prescott might win himself an MVP. It's possible, man. And I've seen crazier things. You know, when they were writing the script for this year, the NFL, if this was the answer, man, that would be epic. It's the greatest show on TV. If I was Stephen A, you sound like fucking like the playmaker Michael Irvin right now with a whole bunch of hypotheticals ifs and ifs and ifs like in the real world they would have to it would be hard to give Dak the MVP because we're assuming the Eagles are gonna keep this uh division lead right so he would have to do a shit ton to win it and be second in his own division to Hertz it's gonna it's not that's an uphill battle and a half right there if the Cow- if Dallas Cowboys go five and zero to finish the season he gets the MVP he does. You gotta give it to him, bro. I feel oh, all right. It's time, all right, Michael. At least I'm right, not Mad Dog here. talking about uh, the Kennedy assassination to open up first take last week. <laughs> Everybody was just kind of, what happened to this guy? He forgot his fucking meds. Um, so we talked a little bit about the division leaders, the MVPs. Ain't nobody in the sports world talking about the battle that's going on down in the NFC South. Desmond Ritter back in action. Oh my God. Gets him a big win, leading the division at five and six. Bijan Robinson, he's on a tear. It's a different quarterback in uh, every week for the Saints. Baker Mayfield, he's been slowing down. The Panthers are done. Should this division just be relegated and should we just add another wild card from? anywhere else if you're under 500 should that be an option no man they it's been a disgrace for a few seasons now man uh, it's like a it's like giving a buy in that first round to someone else mm-hmm. it's uh it's pathetic it's horrible football you said ritter got them the win i'd say <laughs> fucking their defense did today they got the pick six uh mr bates the third uh, they got they got a couple turnovers there like yeah, that was just a sloppy-ass game. And uh, I'm not looking forward to either of those teams in the playoffs. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's going to be some beast-ass team that's going to miss it at their expense where that first-round matchup would have been so much better. Yeah, but if you really look at the NFC, it's all pretty trash, to be honest with you. Like The best team that might miss yeah, out is true. the Rams or the Packers because of the Falcons. and. It would suck, but it's not the worst thing. If Green Bay keeps this up, though, that would be an entertaining team. Like, Jordan Love's, like, picked it back up. Started hot, went to absolute dog shit, and now he's turning it around again. Yeah. In in classic Green Bay fashion. So, we talked about the NFC South. Just one thing in the AFC South. Right now, it's obviously the Jaguars to lose. Moving forward, would you take Trevor Lawrence or CJ Stroud? I mean, that's tough. That's tough. One, oh, I fucking wish the Texans, that scrub-ass kicker, man. One more fucking, like, like five more inches, whatever that 
kick needed. No, that and was he missed epic. so many. They should have won that fucking game. Just OT would have been epic. Uh, CJ Stroud, man, what a fucking stud. And I'm I'm trying not to be a prisoner of the moment, but there's just been so many moments this year where Trevor Lawrence felt underwhelming. Mm-hmm. And because CJ Stroud, I know me and you had zero expectations or we wouldn't have let him fucking fall I'm, to the 12th round in our keeper league. Uh, he's just been so entertaining. It's hard not to pick him right now. The, the crazy thing is when you have a quarterback like that who's playing his heart out and he's making plays and he's laying it on the line, you can see that the team just plays harder for him. You know, yeah, yeah. like they might not be the best. They might not have the best coaching, but they're playing harder than 60% of the rest of the NFL. So that's why they're in every game. And, exactly. the, and Jacksonville's a good team. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. He's got a better team around him. Like, I wasn't expecting jack shit from, like, Houston's defense. But then, like you're saying, like, you could just see it's infectious. Like, they've won some games, shocked some people. Like, they're getting some buzz. Feels like the whole team's buying in and everyone's giving max effort, despite maybe on paper not having as much talent as some of the teams they're going up against and beating. Mm-hmm. One more team I got to touch on, man. And I was a year too early. Wait, on you didn't guys. answer. Who would you take? Oh, I, I did. I, I'm, I'm so. Oof. I love Trevor, <laughs> man. I love Trevor. But right now, you can't deny CJ. I'd have to go with CJ at the current moment because it looks like yeah. the upside is just. It's the ceiling is huge, man. There's no ceiling on the place, man. Yeah, that could be a fun one to monitor over the next few no, years. No, they're gonna sure. have some serious battles. Those two teams are gonna yeah. be going at it for a long time, and then. If you get a good, if Anthony Richardson pans out to like what he's shown in the limited time he's shown it, it's going to be a very competitive, very competitive division, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I was one year too early on the Broncos and Russell Wilson. Once considered one of the worst <laughs> trades of all time. Don't look now. Russ and the Broncos are absolutely humming and they've won five straight. It's actually insane. They beat the Chiefs. And I feel like dude, they keep shocking. I mean, we should maybe stop being shocked, but after last season, it's it's kind of like every week you're just like you just think they're shit, but then <laughs> they're not. They're not. Like I saw you played like Cleveland's defense against them today, and that's like I would have done the same thing. It's just like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, Denver, yeah, they're trash, right?" And then you're like, "Wait, five fucking weeks in a row including wins over the chiefs and uh fuck they beat another i swear a few of the teams have been good it's uh it's pretty shocking because the teams they were losing to to start the year there's like all these shit qbs like mac jones and shit uh zach wilson like they were taking horrible l's then there was the the miami debacle so i feel like it was so bad to start the year that like we haven't readjusted our expectations weekly with them we still kind of look at them as a shit team yeah so let's just after they lost to the chiefs on october 12th they've beat the packers the chiefs the bills the vikings and the browns wow that was the one yeah the bills was the one i forgot they beat I the bills like, in a monday nighter bro vegas been making probably hella money off denver on this five game win streak at least the bills and chiefs game yeah. like god damn earlier this year they let the dolphins score 70 points <laughs> it's, it's insane. insane and then they held mahomes to nine like 
it, it, it makes no sense. But whatever Sean Payton's got him on now, it's working. And uh, yeah, like I always say, the NFL, the greatest show on TV. You can't predict this shit, man. I don't even care about the NBA right now, man. I'm all in on the NFL. Like, if you want to talk about something in the NBA, go right ahead. You guys, fucking Josh Giddy scandal. Miles Bridges is back in the league. They got. Wait, wait, what did Giddy do? I missed that. Oh my God, bro. He's dating a 15 year old. She's 17 what? now. <laughs> I don't know all the what details. The fuck? But that's what's coming out right now. There's, uh, she's posting selfies with them. They're the one saving grace is there's pictures of them in the club. So if she's in the club, you know, there's a little weird gray area there. And personally, I don't know what the fucking rules are down there in Oklahoma. So I can't speak on it. But yeah, Josh Giddy's he's under fire big time right now. NBA came out and said he's under investigation. He's still practicing, still playing, not commenting on the uh, situation. But that's one to monitor. Um, Jesus Christ. And then you got LaMelo, who just started a clothing company and uh, has it tattooed on his neck. And now the NBA is making him cover up the tattoo on his neck because they're saying he's fucked. It's advertising. Oh, and they, he just can't do it. God. <laughs> the NBA. And, now, and people, they got man. this fucking tournament that I still don't know what the hell is going on. They said that the Pacers qualified first or something. I, I, all I know is the court's different, man. Drake was down there at... The uh, Scotiabank Plaza, he didn't have a clue what was going on. So <laughs> he's like, the court's all black. I don't know, man. Wow. Uh, only thing I want to say about the NBA right now is, well, I will tune into the finals <laughs> of the in season just because I want to see, like, you know, if, if there's like a Patrick Beverly situation where someone wins it and starts crying or some shit. Or, like, I just, I'll be curious to see how the players react because. I forget who said it. Shaq the other day was like, no one gives a fuck about that trophy. Their their only motivation is that 500k each. Yeah. And yeah, like no one's like no one's fucking putting that on their mantle, you know? If they're like a true like person who cares about winning and shit, like that's going in the garage in a fucking Of course. But you, did you corner. see uh, <laughs> Draymond choked out Rudy? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> That was hilarious. Draymond's actually like unhinged, man. And then Bro, he always like. And where's Cat, man? Like, why can't Cat do anything? And then Pat Bev was talking about it, or maybe it was Teague and they're roasting him. And they did a flashback to when uh, Draymond made Cat tap from the fucking choke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, this guy literally gets the worst press. He's probably the nicest guy. And he just. Oh my god. Who, Draymond? No, Cat, man. Like Oh, 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 okay. I was like, what? Yo, Draymond's psycho. Yeah. Uh yeah. No, Cat's a nice guy, but it's, it's becoming he, his he own does demise. No man. favors. Yeah. When he tries to like make his voice deeper and shit. Like he just does so much weird shit. It was like Paul George for that stretch of years where he kept saying dumb shit and like a lot of fans turned on him. Just I just want to shout out the T Wolves and the Thunder. Two young teams with young leaders. Top of the West, man. It's it's cool to see. The standings are all fucking wild. Like, the Clippers aren't even in the play-in. The Warriors are barely hanging on. Uh, I think those things are going to work themselves out. I don't think it's going to stay like that. But it has been a fun start to the season. With uh, It's just weird adjusting to this changing of the guard where I'm like, damn, like Anthony Edwards is like, you just 
more and more guys that we grew up watching are retiring and but I am kind of I am happy with uh with where the league's going, man. Dude, lots of great young talent. Tyrese Halliburton. Holy shit, man. Stud. That dude's different. Ugly ass jump shot, but absolute stud. Yeah, he's a beast. All right, y'all. Let's go wrap up this week's episode of The Bunt. Some good laughs in there, man. That was a good one. Break it down like whatever you want. What you heard, what you heard, what you heard, what you heard.